Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Live from the Stands, a different kind of sports podcast. I am your host, Lalantin Golding, and we're kind of switching it up this week, you know. Um, my normal co-host, Bente, was a bit under the weather, so I have two fresh co-hosts with me today. One, this guy's been here before. You guys know him, you love him. It's Mr. Khalid, a.k.a. Shrimp Dad. Khalid, say something to the people. Hello, what's up, people? Glad to be back here again today or tonight. Um, hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. And for his first appearance on Live from the Stands, he's a close friend of the podcast. Make him welcome, Mr. Deji, a.k.a. Run Deji Run. Why pre, bro? I'm big up, everybody. Good evening. Happy to be here for the first time, hopefully not last. You can follow me on socials, everything at Run Deji Run. Yeah, man, I was in pro one thing. You know, I don't know. So, um, just a quick PSA, guys, before we get into all the sports this week. We did actually have an episode slated to drop last week. Um, we actually spoke about some cricket. We spoke about um, the international break and some basketball as well. Um, but there were some tif- technical difficulties when it came to editing. So, we unfortunately, didn't get to put that one out. But you know that we're right back on the consistency this week. So, lads, first of all, this week, you know, we have to get into the Prem weekend review. And this weekend, like most weekends, was kind of mad as well. So we're going to brush over all the results first, and then we're going to go in-depth on a couple of the games. So starting off on Saturday, we had Leicester losing 3-0 to Chelsea. I mean, Leicester are pretty average, so kind of expected it. Um, secondly, we have Aston Villa beating Brighton 2-0. Burnley and Crystal Palace played out to a 3 0 draw, as well as Newcastle and Brentford. Norwich beat Southampton 2-1. You know, Dean Smith getting his first win in charge. Um, Watford, <sighs> Watford beating Manu 4-1. You know, we'll talk about that more a little, in a little bit. Wolves beating West Ham 1-0. Liverpool slapping Arsenal for four as well. City beating Everton 3-0 on Sunday morning, and then Tottenham beat Leeds 2-1. So, lads, we're going to start off with Leicester versus Chelsea. So, Khalid, I want, I want to come to you first on this, because Leicester are... I, I, I said it before, but like I don't think people are talking about it enough. They're extremely average. They're 12 in the table right now. And Chelsea really and truly just look like the best team in the league. <laughs> Yeah, um, from from I was watching that game. Uh, first thing I did yesterday morning. Um, the thing with Leicester, well, they were holding their own when the when the game started. They they had one or two threatening attacks in the first ten minutes or so, but Chelsea just everything. They just their their counter press suffocated them. Um, I don't think I saw somebody, a lot of people highlighting that the double pivot of Sumer and NDD, um, them being in the wrong positions kind of caused free up a lot of space for Chelsea. So, you know, Chelsea being on the, the Chelsea, the farm that they're on right now, you know, and then, you know, Chelsea just did what they had to do. Yeah, and I mean, and, the quality overall, it just it just shone through to me. And then it also, on top of that, the difference in class in the two managers also came came into play as Tuchel continuously, continuously just seems to be putting on masterclass after masterclass. And, you know, it was a good game from Chelsea and they remain on top of the table 
three points clear right now of City and four points clear of Liverpool. And speaking of Liverpool, Mr. Deji, so I'm going to, I'm going to be fair because, as you said, you, you've been slated to come on the podcast for weeks before. And in the previous weeks, Arsenal have been quite good. Like, I'll admit it, Arsenal, Arsenal have been on the up. They've been in good form. But on the day, I think it just came up against a very good Liverpool side. So talk to us about the, the result as well as the performance because I know you have an interesting view on the game on a whole. Um, well, if you look at it from a results perspective, man got slapped, right? <laughs> but but Stephen and that, as 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 you rightfully said, this Arsenal team has shown a lot of progress since um since September after the Man City loss, where the squad was completely revamped. So I think first of all, I think that we're in a very strange place because what I think I'm going to see now is a lot of reversion to early season narratives about Arsenal being very bad and not very good because of the manner in which we lost because it was a big loss. But I think what's really happening here is it's difficult to determine how good Arsenal is because because from 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 the last season, um, the team has been changing a lot. And the style, and the team has been growing, and the style of play has been coming into shape. So, on the weekend versus Liverpool, uh, I think personally, it was just some. It was just a matter of they were just better. They were just better, and and that's because they're a better team. And Anfield, Anfield is quite possibly the most difficult ground to get a result. I saw something on Twitter that no big six team has managed to win there in a while. And it's just testament to the stifling atmosphere and the football that Liverpool plays to, Liverpool plays to match, which is also stifling. I think the difference between Arsenal and Liverpool on the day wasn't tactically. Liverpool didn't win because of a club masterclass. What I think happened was the inexperience of the Arsenal team showed because if you, if you see how the goals are scored, the goals are scored from a set piece and individual errors. And Liverpool was contained for the first for the first half, even though they were still had occasions where they were better than us. Where they were better than us. So I think this game is more 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 of a learning experience. I never went into it expecting to win, but I did get a lot of good signs as well as some things that the team needs to improve. We know that the team is young and the team is very inexperienced. The people who made mistakes, it was their first match at Anfield, which, of course, as I said, is the worst ground in the Prem to play at. But I saw very encouraging signs. For one, um, the team was able to beat Liverpool's press on more than one occasion with ease, which, 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 which is testament to the technical quality of the team improving. And if we can get the mentality sorted out and a few additions in certain key areas, um, I think Arsenal will be the team will be a very very formidable team in the future. And I tend I tend to agree with you, you know, because you know we've been seeing the steady improvements over the season with this Arsenal team, not just individually but as a whole with the tactics with Arteta and speaking on him, Khalid, because there was there was a lot of talk early on in Arteta's arena about you know. 
is he the real deal? How good of a manager is he actually? There were a lot of comparisons with another former player manager that was in the league as well, you know. So what what are your current thoughts on Arteta and Arsenal? No, two others. <laughs> two, two others. Sorry, two other former managers. Yes. So yeah, Khalid, what do you think about Arteta and the project? Well, um, well, if you follow me on, on Twitter, you you would see earlier, probably last early last season, throughout the whole of last season, I did think for uh, majority of last season, Arteta, the Arsenal takeover for him, like, is I, I perceived it to be a bigger, bigger than Arteta. You understand? I thought, um, probably Arsenal would have need, probably needed a a manager that could handle the media pressure and, you know, man-manage the, the project mm-hmm. efficiently, you know. And But current Arteta right now, up until yesterday, he's been, what, 10 games unbeaten in the league? Sorry? I think no, it comes. No, comes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So he's, he's proved with that, where he can, um, he's showing good signs, right? So he, I don't think this Liverpool is very unfair to, um, if you go, yeah, a four-year laugh is always bad to look at the, on the surface, but, it's you know, Liverpool. if you look at the, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, Liverpool, sure. if you really, if you really delve into the, um, in, and watch the game and look at, Arsenal really beat themselves, you understand? how and yes, Liverpool are coming up a two-two draw with Brighton, three-two last with some. Just understand that, but it really comes down to um, the maturity of the Arsenal players. So I'm not, I don't really, I'm not gonna put that last on Arteta. I'm gonna be fair. You understand? I don't. It's a minor setback, but I don't think it's really deep. You understand? Hundred percent. And I think I think I agree with both actually. And for for me, like with the with the growth of Arteta that you're seeing as a manager, as as well as the growth of the team, you know, ESR, Saka, the young guys coming through. I think Arsenal are very promising, and it's it's sad to say, but Deji is going to continue to have a lot of chat in the group chat. So I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of um, so we're going to run. We're going to because we spend a lot of time talking about Arsenal, so we're going to just breeze over the other two matches before we get to United. So City beat Everton three 0 I mean, it's a pretty standard City win. They dominated the game. You know, Ryan Sterling, Mr. Sitter. I mean, it's normal things. These things happen. You know, water is wet, isn't it? And then Tottenham versus Leeds was actually more interesting to me because Tottenham in the second half, I feel like Conte tell them and them some, some something at halftime because in the first half, I think it was the, they said it was the sixth half in a row that, or one of the six, something about six halves that they had Seven, without a shot target. Yeah, without a shot target. And in the second half, you know, they came out, Kane came out with, you know, and he was on a mission. And Spurs, they ended up getting it done. And I think that the game, and especially the first half, showed me that, you know, Conte is going to have a big job on his hands with Spurs and he's going to need some reinforcements. And it's probably not going to be instant success. He might, he's probably going to win the Conference League, but in terms of domestic success, it's going to be rough for Conte. Now, to the main event of the weekend from the Prem. Manchester United getting smoked 4-1 at Watford. 
Khalid, I'm going to let you go first on the game first. We'll talk about the game first and then we'll talk about the bigger implications that came out of it. So just talk to me about the game that you watched. Bro, from minute one, um, it's been that game. Both sides, it just looked like PE. I, I, I even I tweeted it. It looked like PE. Everybody was all over the place, both the Watford players and the Manchester United players with no structure in place at all, you know. And But Watford were suffocating Manchester United um, star. You could have easily had four goal contributions in the first half alone. Um, I don't... <laughs> the miss penalty, the miss retaken penalty of the miss... The, bro, it was just uh, very, very extremely crazy. Um... But the um, one highlight, one positive that I took from this game was really Van der Beek and Sancho. I uh, really admired how mm-hmm. Sancho, um, yeah, he, he, how he took on the first half, um, second half, I'm sorry. Uh, Van der Beek, he came on, he created like what, two chances? He created a big chance for Ronaldo. Oh boy. I'm pretty sure he really created more chances when he came on than the whole United team combined. I think that was... Uh... It's, it's just... 4-1 yeah, is... 4-1. He, Manchester United could have easily got back in the game um, before they got... Before the third one got shipped past the head and then the fourth. But you know everything comes for a reason. As I said, we're going to talk about that later. But. Deji, Deji, give us from from because me and Khalid are both Manchester United fans. If it wasn't already obvious for the, for the listeners, we're both United fans. So from an outsider perspective, Deji, I'm giving you the platform to cook us because I know that you've been you've been wanting this for a while and you've been laughing at United <laughs> for a while. So so just talk us through. You know, you know, I kind of want to save the cooking for when you talk about Ole himself. Okay. okay. But, however, the match. <clears throat> United United has been a very intriguing team for the past for the past few weeks because I can't determine whether or not they want the manager in because you know for teams often when a, when a, when a manager loses the dressing room you can't see it on the pitch but I I don't see it in the body language of the players that they want this manager gone but I see it in the performance if that makes sense like these mm-hmm. man these men play like they need the manager sacked no. But they don't actually want the manager sacked. I don't know if if if, if they're just bad <laughs> or is a psychological thing or going. Um as Khalid said, um Beek was 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 a bright point in the match from a United perspective. Um him scoring the last goal of Ole's poetic. career as a manager. It's poetic justice, I think. Um, there's nothing to say about United's performance. They were awful, and and they've been awful for a while now. Win, lose, draw, they've just been awful. They've been so difficult for me to watch personally. They've been so hard to watch. Entertaining, of course, but an eyesore. <laughs> and my only wish was that Watford Kennedy just cool it down for like a good two one or something, so we could keep. So we could I keep such money in the job, but <sighs> everything I'm sure. Alright, alright. So I think it was I think it was last episode that was posted that I went on a rant about United and 
I told myself after that that I wasn't going to like rant about any performances after that. But this this was this was kind of a new law because losing five minutes at Liverpool, it kind of just showed the golfing class between the two teams and the 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 tactical difference that was on display. Losing two 0 to City, I mean, it was pretty much the same as the Liverpool game. Only thing City just kind of took it easy on us. The the Everton game was terrible. You know, the Champions League performances, even the one, they were terrible. But this was just a new low. And it the, the worst part about it was that it was not surprising. I was not at all surprised. You look on the team, she is in Maguire, who, um, yo, Maguire, brother, if I get started on that man, I'll get, I'll get banned from every social media, I swear. Because I don't, there's so much I can say about... You sure? <laughs> well, you sure, well, you well, sure well, because... Yeah, there was. I've been hearing that he's world class. Let's be clear. I heard that he's four tiers. Let's be clear. Above. <laughs> because, because there was a time, of course, when I was a Maguire fan and I was defending him on the timeline because he was a good defender. I, I rated him very highly. But since the man came back from Euros, it's like the man, him, him, he made gas up. And he just gone to the dogs because the entire domestic, the entire club season, he has been garbage. The defense has been garbage. There's no midfield. Ronaldo is, I mean, it's terrible. And segue, it's all, it was all terrible because of one man, in my opinion, and his name is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And thank the Lord above, he is gone. Ole was sacked. Well, they didn't call it a sacking, but it was pretty much a sacking. He was sacked in the aftermath of the Watford loss. And in real life, it kind of didn't, it didn't hit as, as, as much as it was supposed to have hit because it should have happened from like the Everton game. But they just, they just let it drag on. And I mean, I'm still happy, but you know, the, the euphoria I was supposed to get, I didn't really get. But yeah, one. I want to talk about that because United, well, United as a club, United. <laughs> it's hilarious. We're, we're, we're a joke. I'm sorry. Like United, United are in like, like a patty shop and not, not like juicy or tasty or the name brand patty shop. They're more in like. Mother. Mass Joe patty shop with the oh, clubs. Isn't he? It's like United do this very strange thing where. And someone made that made this tweet very tweeted it. it. It's a bad decision to sack him, and it's a bad decision to not to sack him. Like they made it drag on for so long that either decision that they made would be the wrong decision. Because right now United are in a place where they need to salvage the season. Um, the title is the title has been gone for weeks now, and the top four races they don't necessarily look like they'll win that either. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, your marriage, your manager is Michael Carrick, who was also one of the most important coaches during Oregon Associates era. So personally, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about United. I'm not worried about United. I'm mean, here. Zidane, Zidane, having upon him blacklist. If not take my calls from 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 Edward and such man. Um Eric Tenaga living life in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, isn't he? We don't, know, we don't really have nobody who want the job no, and I have to hire. It's just love. Papa wanted man they were unemployed, isn't he? And 
it just goes to show that um, sometimes the problems aren't really just the manager. Because but, sure, all um, has been all has been bad, but the structure around him has has been just as bad. These man defensive midfielder money to sign forty <laughs> nine year old Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> like you make a very a very good point, and I'm going to let Khalid go as soon as I make this point because I know Khalid has some views on Ole's reign and everything on a whole as well, but. He made a very good point in terms of when you said that keeping him was a, was, a, was a bad decision and sacking him was a bad decision because they made it wait so long because United... And, and the worst part is they always do this. They tend to want to drag things out until it gets as bad as it possibly can before they make a decision. You had the entire two weeks of international break after the last game to make a decision and you didn't. And the fact that... It came out, the report came out after the game that this was the result that made you want to sack him. Losing 4-1 to Watford was the result that made you decide to sack him. It wasn't losing to Liverpool. It wasn't losing to Everton. It wasn't the countless bad performances. This was the result. And it just shows that these men do not care about success. These men in the United hierarchy, United hierarchy, they don't care about the football club as a, as a, as a team. They care about finances and commercial success, isn't it? So Khalid, I'm going to make you go on before we talk about um, predictions and the next manager. So you can you can make your points now. Well, since around uh, which season, 21, 22, around 19, 20, I've always been opined that Ole wasn't really the man to really take the club forward. I've, personally, I've always wanted to see Ole succeed because he's he's just a very nice individual. You always feel like that um he's developing a project. Before Ronaldo was signed, I could honestly see what he was trying to do, but you know everything at the fun. But you know but everything stems from incompetence from the board. As I mentioned, they had a whole two weeks to um to get serious, to make decisions, to lay down the law and put their foot down. Nothing was done. They wait until football, club football resumed, actually. And for them to lose 4-1 to a newly promoted team is just very embarrassing. But um, It's very extremely embarrassing. Um, but how they, how they should proceed, though, I think how they should proceed is really... Um, Hire an interim manager. I don't think we should rush to sign the best manager available right now. You understand? Um, we should sign an interim manager for the rest of the season and then go for who we really want. But yeah, I think that's what we're going to talk about next. Oh, but as I said, I mean, that's the only choice that you have now because none of the available managers want to go to United. And yep. so that's why you're stuck with Michael Carrick, who Twitter said Michael Carrick even have all them coaching badges and can only be in time for what, six weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and I want to I want to I want to go back to something that you said, because I've been telling man about this Oligona youth for years now, and everybody just laugh after me, them laugh after me, them say, Oh, oh, you eat, oh, I teta, I teta ball. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 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 that umbre, 
that Umbre has been doing some horrific works on the side. He's been doing terrorist acts. He's been doing up there, Boko Haram, isn't he? On the team. And when did even notice that man, that man alone, for right wing alone, has signed Dan James. Then he was saying Jaden Sancho for close to a million pounds, a hundred million pounds, and he was saying Ahmad, and he was saying on Tingus Fingers from Uruguay, we mean Pelly Street, all of them in the same position, right? Meanwhile, when I have this great academy talent called Mason Greenwood, Zine, and then I say, Mason Greenwood supposed to be a nine, but I'm saying, 904-year-old Edinson Cavani in. And you know, that was okay. Because, you know, Martial probably now go get have a good future at the club. I don't probably want somebody old. But then you go back and sign 954-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo in the same position. You see me? What Ole has been doing, Ole assigned a bag of niggas on some high wages, you know, some positions where they don't need and they neglect the positions that you do need. Aaron Wan-Bissaka has been unchallenged in that right-back spot for how many years now? You see me? And things like that. I'm telling mm. us uh, United squad is poorly built. But then I say, oh, Champions League, Varane. Oh, Ronaldo. Oh, Ben White. Get bullied at Brentford. And then something about me being telling you these things. And that's why I'm going to have no sympathy for United. And I'm not worried about United in the future either because whichever manager you get we're not going to just in a beer problems because look on Van de and Lingard as well when a sign for go play number 10 and lie to the man them and say oh don't don't go out in the future and I'm going to get game time for Manchester United Bruno start more games than they have I just them something there where should I tell them say, oh, this guy needs to go, but gonna get some comeback victory and vibes and gonna just come with the most chat and gonna ignore a whole heap of problems. Not only fans, but the hierarchy as well. Ignore very serious fundamental problems that are gonna hurt in the, in the long term because the manager that you get afterwards will have to do a clean-up job on the squad. And I can tell you from experience. Clean up them squad there. It's not easy, isn't it? And it's going to hurt in the performances in the long run. But I don't care about that. I'm glad to say that. I need to stop this cook sesh. Because this nigga been cooking up for like five minutes, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But, <laughs> go on, Kelly, go on. Yeah, another thing is um, with the signings that you point out, it's not, it's not all, all his fault still. The board is going to sign who they want regardless. I understand. And that's how Van der Beek, that's why Van der Beek is at the club. If you really think about it. Why, why you, you only did not ask for Van der Beek and that's why he's been on the bench for the past year. So the board is going to do what they want regardless. And that is a problem. The next manager is going to have the same issues as I said, we'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. But, mm. You need to deserve it one episode, honestly. All right, so we've we've gone into a long cook session, but we're going to now just talk about who each of us think is going to be the next United manager. We all agree that they're going, whichever manager it is, they're going to have a big job on their hands. 
but we're going to also predict how we think each of the managers that is going to come in next would do at the club. So I'll kick it off. Um, I it's 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 rough because I know who I would want. I've been screaming for months now that Eric Tenal should be the next manager of United, but I know this club and the next manager is most likely probably it's probably going to be Poch if we're being real. If we're being very very real. United are going to go out and get a man like Poch. It's just going to happen. And when that happens, it's just going to continue the cycle because Poch is mid. He's actually an extremely mid manager in a real life. He's not good at all. So, I mean, in terms of predictions, that's what I think it's going to be. And I think it's just going to continue to be long. It's going to be stress. It's work. Uh, Khalid, you can, you can give your prediction now. As, a, as you said, Ah uh, yeah, Kali. So give us who you think it's going to be. Well, if you're going to have rumors right now, um, as you said, I think maybe it's going to be possible. Realistically, I think nobody knows anything. Um, it's very unpredictable. So just have to wait and see what happens. More, most likely, right at this point in time, it looks like it's going to be Pochettino because he's they're saying he's unhappy in PSG. Um, but what they should do if they were serious. Um, just hire an interim for the rest of the season. Well, not for the Michael Carey can be, but um, interim manager for the rest of the season. But try and just get somebody temporarily until the um, rest of the season and then go for who they want in the summer. I agree. All right, Deji, what's your... Although you don't, I don't say you don't really care about this. Oh, man, we need enough to hire man like Daniel Farke, isn't he? <laughs> Bro, nah, all, right. all right, the Mexican over from Watford, isn't he? What are them Monday? In reality, it looks like it looks like it will be patched because um, it just it happens to be that it starts aligning that way. Of course, we've seen heavy Brendan Rogers rumors, but I think he has a level of comfort at Leicester that he hasn't been afforded in his career. So maybe he'll like to stay there. Um, he has a project and he's been building. And that's the same for Ten Hag. I think Ten Hag doesn't want to leave Ajax. And I don't think that United is the kind of club that he'd want to go to. Not that you're not a big club or anything, but the, the size of the rebuild and what it will take, I don't think... United is not an attractive project for a manager. Isn't it? So getting a new manager will be difficult, but I think Patrick wants to come back to England. So... As it stands now, it's going that way. But personally, I'm hoping to get a man like Tapa or something, isn't he? Higher all the back. That's what you are. You're sick. All right. So next on the slate for this week's episode, we're going to go into a little bit of a Champions League preview. And now it we just came off the international base. It's been quite a while since we've had some good Champions League footy to feast on. So we're going to start the preview. I mean, in every Champions League week, there's going to be a couple of games that we don't really have to talk about because them kind of, isn't it? So we're going to go into, first of all, I want to look at um, what we think is going to happen in Barca versus Benfica, mostly because we have the biggest resident Barca fan that I know in Khalid on the show, and he would have seen Zabi's first game in charge over the weekend. So I want you to tell us, first of all, how you thought Barca were this weekend and then talk to us about what you think is going to happen in this game. Bro, um, Barcelona's case has been very special over the past 
not even past season, uh, the season so far, but since probably in April when they literally battled the league. But um, Xavi, Xavi's game against Espanol is very, is very encouraging for many reasons. Um, we kept our first clean sheet since September. Our first really? win in the league for <laughs> yes, first first win in the uh, in the league for over well, probably a month or, or so. Bro, it's been it's been very very chaotic. And Barcelona had um eleven. They still have a lot of key players out. Um, so but so it, it's very encouraging because Barcelona don't very do much. I guess it's very easily. It's very very extremely. Easy to play Barcelona um, these days because they're gonna have position. They're going to, um, and the other team is gonna sit back. So it's very easy to tell how the game is gonna go. Um, Barcelona had, and especially these days, we don't have much shots against a deep block because we don't have um, that many finishers, especially the current crop of players that we have now. So Barcelona had 11 shots against a deep, a deep block team in the first half. It's very, very extremely impressive. And I can see where it's a step in the right direction. So, but the game against Benfica, um, I can't really tell how it's going to go. It's a very big test for Xavi. Um, it's not going to be a defining game. Um, but you know, it would be very good. They need to win if they want to continue in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, if, if they win, it's going to be pretty defining yeah. for the season. Cause I think I was looking at the group now. Barca is in second as it stands. Benfica is in third, and there's only two points separating the teams with like with two games remaining. So it's going to yeah, be. So, isn't it? Yeah, if they win, um, they guaranteed um, Barcelona go through. But so they need to. They really need to win that game. But you know, bro, Barcelona. But yeah, I could go on and on for, about this, about how Barcelona set up. That's very, that's very true. So I'm going to cut you off for that very, for that very. <laughs> so we're going to run into the next game, um, Chelsea Juve, and this this has actually been one of the more interesting groups because I think that coming in, everybody thought that it would be Chelsea's group, and currently. Juventus lead it by three points with two games remaining. So, Deji, how you see this one going? Because Juve, I mean, their past couple of league results have been shaky because they have had, I think, back-to-back losses in the league recently. But they were coming off of a really good run of a lot of wins and they've been improving. So, how do you think this one is going to turn out? You know, personally, I didn't, I didn't watch the past much. I was busy during the weeks. So I, didn't, I didn't watch that much, but I think I, I will tune in for this one because it's interesting terrorist football. And <laughs> I mean Chelsea, 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 of course. Chelsea is one of Chelsea is one of the best coach sides in the world. And um, I think based on that alone, I could see them edging a one 0 win or something against the Juventus team, who is in some aspects I think similar. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I see Chelsea winning this one. Uh, and I, pr- I probably do agree because I know that Tuchel is going to want to secure that top spot in the group to get a favorable draw for the round of 16. All right, so the second to last game we're going to look at is in what was built to be the group of death, but just turned out to be 
um, Liverpool and a couple of training games. Uh, it's going to be, we're not going to look at the Liverpool game, we're going to look at um, Atleti versus Milan. Because for me, Milan have been the most disappointing team in the Champions League. They were first in Syria for a very long time. Zlatan has been balling. Um, they, I think they're second now because Napoli and Inter, or I think they might be third because Napoli and Inter went on some good runs. But in the Champions League, they only have one point from four games. And the big story for this game is Atletico looking to get back into the top two spots because they're currently in third, one point behind Porto, who have been very, very promising this Champions League campaign. So for me, I'm pretty sure that Atletico should be able to secure the dub because I don't know what it is with the bright lights and this Milan team because they just them the man them just nearly it's clear it's clear as day to me. Yeah, yeah. much much much. Um, they, I just think they weren't ready. Like you know, you have I think it's kind of like being good at seasick but not good at care. <laughs> yeah, Yo, that's yeah fucked, with the Milan man. team because they did they did they did do they did do relatively well in the Europa League. And um, I think they, I think probably the judges weren't ready. They possibly don't have the level of squad improvement needed to, to, to actually hack it at this level as yet. Well, according to the results. So yeah. I'll see how they go with it. Go on, go on. What are you saying, Khalid? <laughs> no, go on, go on. Oh, all right. Um, well, I, th- I tend to argue with Deji on this game and... For me, the Atleti game and the Barca games will probably be the most interesting in terms of how it comes down on the last day for the fighting for positions. Um, but the last game we're going to talk about in the Champions League has to be United versus Villarreal. The battle at the top of the group, both teams on seven points. Atalanta close behind on five, and they're playing young boys, so you know said so they might get three points. So at the end of this match day, if it's not a draw, the loser of this game is going to be in third place in the group, most likely. And I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of threatening that United are going to lose. I'm, I'm, if, I, if I had to ask me to predict, I'm probably predicting either a draw or a United loss because from, there's, no, there's, no, there's not going to be any new manager bounce because it's Kurt. And using, he's been in the regime with, with Solskjaer in the decision-making process through this whole um, turmoil, turmoil um, period. So for me, I'm probably Sorry, finish. Yeah, I was saying for me, it's probably going to be a draw and I'll let you guys um, stay to views on this game because I don't really want to talk about it that much. If me agree. Personally, I was saying, I was saying there won't be any new manager points because when the manager now, the badge is in it. So, so, and, um, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to 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 underestimate or deride um Unai Emery because of his spell at Arsenal, like the second season at Arsenal. But when he can communicate his ideas, he has shown that he can build a a a a, a, a resolute team. And 100%. I'm not. I'm not sure if 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 if, if Michael if Michael Carrick is the man to hack it in it. So. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. United always face some very entertaining football, devoid of tactics, but entertaining regardless. So I'm going to I'm expecting a very good match. We're gonna see if individual brilliance can save you know, again. Um, I can only hope. 
I hope it does so you don't get an escape in Europa or something. But we'll see. I expect I expect Villarreal to win. Well, obviously. <laughs> what do you think, Khalid? Bro, I am not, as a United fan, I'm not really looking forward to this game. Um, bro, Villarreal is very extremely hard. Unai Emery's Villarreal is very extremely hard to play against. I've been watching them in La Liga. Even um, when they play Barca, they played Barcelona um, last season. I took note of this, bro. Unai Emery has a unit of a team. Right, so they uh, they'll defend deep. Uh, they, <laughs> bro, United are not going to come with any clear ideas. As I said, Carrick has been in the um, the decision making regime with Solskjaer, so it's not you don't have any um, you don't have any reason to believe that anything will change really. Um, the most positive result I'm expecting from this game mm, probably is a draw. One one. Uh, so, as no, you can no, see, from no, no Ronaldo time. That's 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 uh, uh, to you. That's it. That's uh, it. Rip off, rip off him shirt to it with ninety minute, ninety minute equalizer. So, as you can see from the United fans here, it's not much optimism going into midweek. But you never know with United, as they just said, we're, we're extremely unpredictable. Um, so before we get into our game of the week, which I know you all looking, are looking forward to, we're going to actually take it a little bit back in time and take a look at the Jamaica match that was played against the USA because we didn't get to talk about it in the last episode. So um, me and Dej were both actually at the game and uh, we're, both, we're both saying to each other that the atmosphere was brazy and the game itself was extremely good for me. It was the best I've seen the reggae boys play in a long, long time. I think that and it's it, funny because they were bad. Excuse <laughs> me, and it, it just shows that this is a team that when when they're emotionally charged and when they have the supporters behind them, they can put in performances against the big teams in Concacaf because we all know that we should have won the game. Not only were we robbed, but Dexter upside his corner was on too tight and he could not finish a chance from six years old. So, I mean, it, the experience was the best thing about the game for me because it was good to be back in the stands, you know, we're live from the stands and we were in the stands. So it was enjoyable. The game was good. We're disappointed that we couldn't win. But, you know, I got to see the Antonio Screamer flying top bin. So what more can you ask for? Deji. I mean... I think I said it all. I mean, the electric scenes when they scored the disallowed goal. <laughs> Boy. Bro. <laughs> electric scenes, some crazy scenes. And the next match, I don't think I'll be missing the next match. Um, all in all, though, we really, really, well, we, we were up, but um, the match that we lost before, well, we drew it, but it's, it counts as a loss. We really should have won the El Salvador match because 100%. it puts a lot of pressure on us for the forthcoming matches. And <sighs> oh, we're, not, we're definitely not making it to the World Cup. We're not making it. Yeah, we, 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 we probably not. I mean, you never know still because Mikel mm-hmm. Antonio can pull out some golazos from half line in hey. it. So anything, anything's possible. Um. I won't say much about the team because there's much, not much that you can say about the team that we don't know already. Although, 
it's an interesting school of thought that maybe Tapa isn't as big as a problem, as big a problem as we think it is. Because a lot of the things that I saw on the field, like negative things that I saw on the field, these are things that you don't really coach. Um, man, I miss from the goal line. Man, I miss control. Man, I kick out the ball and they have a simple pass in front of them. There's a lot, there's a lot wrong with the Jamaica team that you can't really coach. But all of that is for the next time. Um, positive vibes alone. And I really want to stay in my memory of the match with how bad we were on the day. Um, but it's a good match and it's a good win, even though we got robbed the last goal and kick scenes, man. I swear. Fully. And um, you guys know that we have a segment on the show, a recurring segment. We haven't gotten into it much in the past couple of weeks because there haven't been much Jamaican athletes on the move. But you know, we have to do a Jamaican athlete of the week. And we're doing it because we talked about him. That man, Mikhail Antonio, scoring not only his really? first goal against El Salvador, which was a brilliant finish, but that goal in the office against the USA, top bigs. It was crazy. Crazy. The greatest striker of all time. Uh, uh, the greatest striker of all time. I don't. I don't make the rules. I got to charge it to the game. The greatest striker ever. It's 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 indisputable at this point. So, our official Jamaican athlete of the week is, of course, Mikael Antonio. Big up yourself, and you know, say next international break in however I think it's four months, he's going to come back and do the madness once again. So, with that. We close off the sports discussion part of the show and we're going to end it with our game of the week, which is Guess the Legend. So for our listeners that are attentive and that we remember last week, Benty actually did really well and he got three out of three on the guesses. But this week is actually going to be a little different because we have two guests. Therefore, Mr. Khalid and Mr. Deji will be going head-to-head to see whose knowledge of the legends of the game is really superior. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm pretty interested to see how this turns out. You know? I'm not going to lie. Getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you guys know, this is Legends of Football we're doing today, as you guys are mainly two huge football fans. So, how it's going to work, I'm going to give you one clue at a time. After each clue, you have an opportunity to guess who you think the legend is. And, you know, we're going to keep it going like that. So uh, if you don't get it right after the first clue, I'll give a second, then a third, and so on, and so forth. So the first player, the first legend, is this man. He has both a runner-up and a third-place award well, not award, but he he has been both a runner-up and a third-place placer, however that word to go, in the Ballon d'Or in his career. And he's a World Cup winner. So it's a World Cup winner that has, although that you know, that rough city, you know, I get one more clue. So World Cup winner, he's placed second and third in the Ballon d'Or, and he's a Premier League player. Former Premier League player, obviously. Thank you, honoring. This guy said he was going to get cooked. And the man, hold on, Khalid, Khalid, hold on. Did you have any guesses at all? 
like you did have anybody welcome to your mind right away no not <laughs> <that> one <laughs> no man I mean, say, no like man say. I think Henri are the most prominent runner up for Ballon d'Or. That's, that's or great. at least one of the most prominent runners up for Ballon d'Or because he's never won it, which is insane exactly. considering how, how, how unplayable he was in the 2000s. And I mean, I probably should have known that, you know, Deji would. And that would brother, like. My goat. It's all right. And you can't take the next two then. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I, I mean, it's up, it's up to you guys, isn't it? All right. <laughs> All right, run, 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 run it, run it, run it. Go again. All right, so this next guy, he has won the La Liga both as a player and a manager. Thank you. Yes. Zidane. One said Pep, one said Zidane. Ooh. All right, so. Actually, I'm going to leave it for, for a couple of seconds so the fans can, can decide who they think it is. But, I mean, one man said Pep, one man said Zidane. And I can reveal that the answer is Joseph Guardiola Salah. Yo! Deji is 2-0 up. In the game, he said he cooked. He's 2-0 up. It's, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. This is actually mad. And I... No, man, this is <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's looking kind of rigged to me. It, Khalid, bro, I'm, I mean, I, I tried to give you a chance with the Barca legend, you know, and you went to the Madrid legend, which is, I mean... Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind, brother, Madrid, Madrid won in the league most recently, as me, with Zidane. So, and he won it in the 2000s. Yeah, he won it in the 2000s. He has, like, three league titles to his name. Boy. All right, all right, so... I mean, to me, I have to make it interesting because, like I said, it's got, it's three guesses. So technically, Deji would have already won, but I'm just going to say this last one is worth three points, isn't it? Oh, Deji, I just, I just, I just said I have to make it interesting. Amazing. So this last one, I'm actually, I'm also actually going to let. So the first man, Deji, I'm not going to make it just say one name, isn't it? So the first man to say I can guess first. So this player has won the Premier League, the Europa League, and the PFA Fans Player of the Year Award. First man to say any, any, anybody want to place any? Uh, Khalid, what's, what's your guess? Eden Hazard. No, it's not Eden Hazard. Deji? All right. I'm going to say... PFA, what fans feel? Yeah. Hmm. I want to tell you the say Kante. No. Okay. All right. So. The oh, wait, 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 wait. Make him go again. <laughs> all, right, uh, go. all right. All right. Go on again, Kali. David. David De Gea. No, it's not. Okay. All right. Bro. All right. Go on, Deji. Odds. Who? Pogba. Oh, no, 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 no. Which is a charity thing. Men are the legends or anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But they never said Prem and Europa and the man said Pogba. Oh, Prem. Prem. All right, Mentor said Drood. Mega Drood. Nope. All right. Drood never went to Prem? 
I'm going to get, yeah, but it's not annoying. I'm going to give you our next quote to make it, I'm going to make it easier on you. So, this player was also awarded into the FIFA Pro World 11 at one point in his career. That does not make it easier, bro. Really? All right. All right. So, remember, Premier League, Europa League, Player of the Year, FIFA Pro World 11. He has also Ooh. won the UEFA Midfielder of the Year award. No way, brother. It was. <laughs> Yuck, brother. Yuck. J5. Nope. Not J5? I never win the Prem. Wait. J5 never win the Prem. Yeah, that might be. Me not think about the Prem, I'm just thinking about Europa League. Me think about everybody would. Okay. I'm going to give you one more clue. Well, not one. I'm going to give you a clue. So, he was also, he's also a two-time winner of the England National Team Player of the Year Award. Oh. Europa League, bro. What that means? Europa League. Europa League, I'm prim. And in English. Mm-hmm. No, that, that one that kind of. All right, another clue. This play, this one, you know, after that clue, you must get it. He was also selected to the MLS All Star game. David Beckham. Nope. I went Beckham when you went Beckham play Europa League. Oh, bro, <laughs> you want me to say MLS? I didn't mean to say Prem. <laughs> I didn't say English. That's it, bro. I'm just saying first. I mean, fair. Did you have a guess? No, I'm mean, not a guess. That's fair. All right, Brilliant. all right, all right. So, there's no way after this clue when a door gets it. So, here we have This player was also a Premier League manager. <laughs> now, nah, come on. Come on. All right, you see, this is a way. If I ever... No, wait, it can't be. Europa Prem. Premier League manager. Hold on, hold on. He's currently a Premier League manager because Jesus. At one point or another, it may be current, it may not be, he was a Premier League manager. I won the Prem and Europa League. Yo, I just know that these fan, the fans at home listening right now are screaming the answer at the top of their lungs. I just know that. <laughs> Then we can scream along because Okay, I'm going to give you one more clue. Jesus, you know how long I try to scrape the bottom of the barrel for clues now? All right. It's okay. So, he has played for three Premier League clubs, including West Ham and Manchester City. West Ham and City. Oh, that's good. The third club is Chelsea. Chelsea, West Ham and City. Lampard. Yes. Thank- oh, my Lampard gosh. Lampard <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You know, say... You know, say, at one Bro. point, I would say, I would never do it, but I say, hold on there. But 
Europa League. Exactly. 2012, when when Chelsea first won it, when Ivanovic was still playing, Ivanovic and them one day, it was after they won the Champions League. That was 2013. 2012, 2013. He was on. He was. Yes. Yep. Chelsea and City. Yeah. Well, then again, then again. That's that's where Michelin is. I'm pretty sure he was on the Europa League winning team. I mean, it says it on Wikipedia. And you know that Wikipedia is always right. Therefore, you know, the winner of Guess the Legend this week is Mr. Khalid Bernard. (laughs) And I don't know how it happened. I genuinely don't. Oh. I thought, let me tell you, the last thing worked three points. You never hear me say that. You never hear that. Ah, well, we're going to our. I got cooked then. Yeah, you did, you did get cooked. You did. So, guys, that is it for this week's episode of Live from the Stands. It was a longer episode. You know, two guests on the show. A lot more opinions given. So, we're glad if you made it all this way through, you know, the episode, then it's clear that you enjoy hearing us talk about sports. So, share it with a friend, you know. Drop us some comments. Drop us some follows on all platforms at Stadium876. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Remember, follow the two guys here. You know, Kelly Bernard, you know, it's at shrimpdown underscore on Twitter. And, you know, at run Deji run for my boy Deji. Guys, you have anything you want to say to the people before we head out? Say it all. Just remember for following me. <laughs> bro, yeah, just, just remember for, yeah, just remember for following me. That's all. <laughs> Right. Oh, my content so, good. I have good content. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's okay. It, it's all right. <laughs> so, guys, that's it for this week. And remember, you've been listening to Live from the Stands. Don't be in the bleachers. Be in the stands. <laughs>